You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. The bar on this show was already so low, and mm-hmm. now... Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, you can't limbo under it. No, no. You can't even stick a piece of paper under it. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Kura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hook! And we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Curra, joined by Brazilian Ty. We are, what, I don't know, 10, 11 days out from To and Out Live, the virtual edition. Over $1,300 raised by the, or for the Chris Knox Foundation, teamed up with our friends at CFL Fans Fight Cancer. But the virtual edition was not without controversy, Ty. Eh, that that's your side of the story. It's not my side of the story. There are three sides to every story. My side, yeah, your side, your side, Peter's side, and, and the, the truth. And the truth. And it just happens well, that my, my side, my side, and the truth. My side and the truth are the same thing. It just ha- so happens that my my side and the truth are the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's, <laughs> no, that's 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 not possible. I will uh, walk you through how things went. Uh, that day. So my wife Taylor came to the studio as uh, we were getting set up and she wanted to go and uh, do some running around and she said while she was out that she would grab the Timbits and also I, I wanted a coffee to to try and wash down the Timbits during so, the competition. Already the 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 chain of custody of these Timbits is already not like it's, it's inadmissible. Like you, you, you were not the one that got the Timbits. So your story holds no, no merit. So she goes to the drive through, <laughs> gets Hashtag team Peter orders 25 Timbits. And by the time she got here, it was showtime. I, I didn't have time to count Timbits. She did say to her credit, that I should put them on a plate or something and count them out. And I'm like, ah, there's 25 in there. And I think it would look better if I ate them out of the box. So once we eat, the the totals during the live show, which I don't know, it's on me for not assigning a, a true referee that would count. Timbits eaten by me, eaten by Mr. Diakowski. We could have got Don Koharski to do it. (laughs) But either way. We probably would have ate some of them. (laughs) There were more Timbits in my box at the end. And I did not handle the loss well. (laughs) (laughs) To say the least. I did on the outside. But Ty texted me and he says, man, Peter worked you. And I I didn't respond and I kind of sulked at home. I put the show together, put the YouTube thing together, and I didn't watch it. 
And then Tuesday, two days after the show, I'm sitting on the can. <laughs> and I'm like, screw it. I am going to watch the CFL Timbit Challenge and see what actually happened. And it was a minute in, and I had already eaten 12. And I'm like, well, I didn't, I ate more than three in the last minute. And my eye was glued to the screen. I ate 21. And the count during the virtual show was that I ate 15. A a completely six Timbits off the count. And then I watched Peter's run. And I'm like, oh, my God. I won. You, You can pretend you're Team Peter now, but I texted you. You didn't believe me until you watched it and saw it with your own eyes. And then I got others involved. I started texting. I got like six or seven people. I'm like, is this, am I crazy? Is this, <laughs> yes, I'm crazy. But did this, well, yeah, it's, <laughs> did this it's actually not what's happen? on trial here? Did I eat more Timbits? And it turns out that I did. And the only way to solve this is clearly a rematch. You know, you know when you thought, that Rock Cena was once in a lifetime, and then they fought the oh very God. next year. <laughs> this is really—is that what we're doing here? That—that's your comparison. We are built. This is the equivalent to the day after WrestleMania. Those two deciding that they're going at it at the next WrestleMania. That's what's happening. It has to happen. Or is this? Or is this going to turn into Shawn Michaels? Undertaker and just be one of the best matches ever. That's a that's a very good good analogy too. I I know that I will only get better by the time the next Donut Mania rolls around. Patent pending. <laughs> and you can watch the video with your very own eyes. The Facebook Live broadcast is still up there. And if you really think I have the skill to doctor that footage. You really overestimate the skills that I possess. <laughs> yeah, this is a guy that thought getting into radio was a good career move. So, <laughs> See, you're proving my point, Ty. <laughs> pro- that being said, the, the NBA puts out a pool report, last minutes of a game, they get something wrong, they admit it, nothing ever changes. So as far as I'm concerned, you're 2-1. and one. It's on you for not counting out the Timbits. But I still Peter won. Peter did before. P- Peter found time to count out the Timbits. I still won. Yeah, well, the, 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 there's games the Raptors would have won if they would have got a foul shot at the end of the game. They didn't get, but the ref said they should have no called it after foul. reviewing the This is no foul. This is no officiating no, thing. No. P- Peter, it is a, it, Peter found the time to count out his Timbits on, on the show. You could have done the same thing. I'm I, not, I am not changing the outcome of this. You are two and one. Since when are you the guy that decides the outcomes? The fact is, I ate more Timbits, and that's the bottom line. And I will move to 4-0 next <laughs> November in Hamilton. If I'm Peter, I retire. <laughs> With the belt. Be the Red, the red Deer screw job. <laughs> uh, all I know, there were mail-in Timbits. That's all I know. This episode of (laughs) Two and Out is brought to you by ATB Financial. 
And ATB, from the very beginning, was built to help Albertans. They opened in 1938 to provide support to Albertans during hard times and has since supported Albertans through the bad and the good. And I know that this is now a difficult time for many as we move into the holiday season, and ATB is here to help Albertans as the province slowly recovers from the effects of COVID-19. They've got good advice within reach. Your financial situation today, tomorrow, or this very hour is the exact situation why ATB is here. They will listen and help with the knowledge and solutions you need right now because ATB, again, was built to help Albertans. You can get all the information you need at ATB.com. In the huddle with Karan Todd on the Two and Out podcast. You can just call me the Timbit Titan for the next six months. No, we decided it was Tyrant. I like Tyrant, too. Either one I am okay with. Uh, I, I put this show on, or this story onto uh, the show prep because, man, it uh, made me tear up, and it just showed me that there's some good in uh, this world, and I if you haven't heard the story, uh, here's the deal. Um, there was a, a, a young woman in uh, Edmonton that has been diagnosed with stage four cancer. But there was uh, there's another young man that uh, years ago, he came down with the flu. He was 16 years old, uh, went to the hospital, ended up losing his hearing and his sight, the doctors couldn't really explain how or why this happened. But when it happened, he met Ricky Ray while he was playing for the Edmonton Football Club. It was just before he went to Toronto and uh, won the Grey Cup, the 100th Grey Cup. And Ricky went to the hospital to visit. Ryan King is his name. And uh, the family, they've got a video of this. They shook hands. Ryan used to play football. And uh, he ended up getting an autographed jersey from Ricky. And uh, this young woman that has been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, they were holding a uh, an auction for her to raise money for all of the expenses that come with that situation in someone's life. And uh, Ryan has donated that Ricky Ray jersey he received uh, almost 10 years ago to raise money. And that is just uh, the story that shows there's... uh, It puts a lot into perspective, Ty, and there's Mm -hmm. still a lot of good in the world, and we can make things happen if we all work together a little bit because we're more the same than we are different, I think. Uh, yeah, well, 100%. We all bleed red unless, you know, you're from a certain province. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just being able to pay it forward and, and you know, there's it's just with, with the year we've had, everything that went on in the election cycle and everything, good news is always welcome and appreciated and you know it just makes it seem that much bigger uh because the positive just doesn't seem to be mentioned near enough right now 
the Edmonton football team opened up suggestions uh, to fans that they could submit uh, what they would like the team to be called starting next year. We didn't see the Edmonton McFootball faces or whatever. (laughs) They showed the top ten. Let's quickly roll through those. Uh, Elk, Empire, Eagles, Energy, Elite, Edge, Express, Extreme, Explorers, and Evolution. Ty, you're a betting man. Where are you putting down the 20 bucks on uh, what the Edmonton Football Club is going to be called uh, starting in 2021 and beyond? Like, does it have to be one of these 10? Yeah, for now. O- oof. Um, I get, I would go with Elk just because, you know, the, the history that's there with that. Um, Evolution would be nice because, I mean, your pregame intro song pretty much writes itself. Yeah, anything that's uh, done by Motorhead is... Uh... Is a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd want nothing to do with being called the Eagles, and you know the Empire is the fan base. So and the other ones I don't like at all. I don't know how I feel about sort of uh, the singular names, or you know, like Lightning or Express, Extreme. I kind of do like Express, though. I I don't have a problem with that. I think well, yeah, but that's that was that was uh, Eddie Shore, was it not, or Eddie Shack, the Edmonton Express? That would be Eddie Shore. He actually played for the Edmonton Football Club. Hmm. No, there was a, a hockey team with the same name of the uh, football club back yeah. in the twenties. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. He's... And he scored 14 points in 30 games. Look at that, the stats master right there. Well, I mean, come on. But he did start his hockey career with the Melville Millionaires, still part of the SJHL. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay. There's a a connection there. I I think it's Elk. I I think it has to be Elk. And you can think that Elk are... You know, docile mammals that all they do is eat grass. <laughs> Go bug them in the fall and see how that goes for oh, you. Man, I saw some sticky situations in Jasper over Ooh. Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> no, thank you. They are powerful, vicious animals. Even go near a cow elk when they have their uh, calves in the spring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not want to mess with those animals, and I, I do think the antlers would look pretty cool on a helmet. It could just be a jackalope. <laughs> that would be unreal. <laughs> the Edmonton jackalopes. Yeah, I like that. Well, I like well, that too. I, I have I have what I would want to be the name, but it will never happen. So what is it? Off constantly. So if you play them and you win, if you play them and you win, and somebody asks, well, we beat. <laughs> I won't say it because there might be kids listening, but I find that hilarious because I'm I have the mind of a twelve year old. Holy man! <laughs> the bar on this show was already so low, and mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. like you can't you can't limbo under it. No, no, you can't even stick a piece of paper under it. No, it is wafer thin. 
<laughs> Some news from Montreal. We got that uh, defensive coordinator Bob Slowick had uh, stepped down uh, from his post as mm-hmm. defensive coordinator, and the team didn't waste any time. I-, I think it took less than two days that they announced Baron Miles would be taking over as the team's DC. He won two Grey Cups as a player, won two Grey Cups as an assistant coach. He played for 12 years, over 500 tackles, over 60 interceptions. He's in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. I do think that Baron Miles knows a thing or two about playing defense in the CFL. Uh, yeah, I think his resume kind of speaks for itself. Um, you know, a guy that has the track record that he does is probably only going to help, uh, you know, the defense they've started to build in Montreal, uh, you know, which also includes the best player in the league. But... <laughs> You know what? And uh, Mr. Loeffler gets to recover with this year off, so that's only good for you. Exactly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, you know, he's still going to stay on as a defensive back coach as well, so it'll be a little bit of a double duty, but with the coach's cap, there's not a lot of options there. Uh, But a guy who's played and, you know, won in this league and has been a part of some really great teams can only help that defense. Not not saying that Slovak did a bad job, but... Well, I wouldn't doubt that Miles was a part of Slovak being able oh. to adjust as the season mm-hmm. went on, because you remember how it 100%. started for... It wasn't great to start. It was brutal. I don't think there's any yeah. hiding that fact, but by the end no. of the year, they, they, they came well, together. And that's what I mean. Like he didn't do a bad job because he was able. Like he wasn't right. used to the game. I know, but right. he was able to adjust. And that's what a coach needs to do is adjust. You know, after every series, sometimes. But you have to yeah. be able to adjust and get better. And he did. The Owls also announcing that Luke Broder Jordan is the team's new offensive line mm-hmm. coach, uh, as he was an Not assistant a bad get. last year. And uh, yeah. is he one of the greatest? Uh, Draft steals in CFL history. (laughs) Yeah, he was a regional pick, was he not? He was the last overall pick in the... Oh, my God. 2008. Luke did end up being an all-star once. uh, East all-star twice and a two-time Grey Cup champion. So I think that uh, Mm -hmm. round six picked ended up working out quite well uh, for the Owls. But... Detroit Red Wings territory with that one. Right, exactly. Um, I like the coaching staff that they're building in Montreal, but you kind of mentioned the coach's cap. We probably will be seeing a lot more of the promotions within and guys taking Mm -hmm. on multiple roles, but is that necessarily a bad thing? I I remember (laughs) there used to be like, two guys on the sideline <laughs> and then all of a sudden there were about a dozen coaches to a football team. It, a, a dozen that you know of. Right, right. <laughs> so I, there are it, positives. It is and a negatives. big roster, but it is a big roster, but Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as players go, some hmm. interesting uh, news came out as well. Uh, this was reported on three down nation that the CFL had been uh, 
trying to get teams and limit player, player salaries to the cap floor. So trying to get teams to spend the minimum on players next year. How do you think that'll work out? Because they had, remember the Argos? They they went over the salary cap in 2019 and got no penalties. So, I was just going to ask him, what happened to them? <laughs> so are they going to try to put in some stiff penalties into this thing? But the CFLPA will tell you player salaries are only a quarter of league revenue. And that's half in other pro sports leagues. So I don't really know if the players are the problem, Ty. So you can't really do anything if they're not going to amend the the CBA and yeah. the union does not want to do that. So the league can ask for teams to only spend to the floor, but you can't punish a team for staying within the CBA and paying up to the $5.4 million. Like, you think Hamilton's going to not spend extra money this year if there is a Grey Cup? Yeah, they want to win it at home for sure, yeah. Like, if if I have a chance to make it to the like, – even just make it to the Grey Cup, I don't care, like, if it's at home or not because other teams are only spending four and 4.75 and I'm spending 5.5, tough titties. I'm doing it because there's nothing the rule book says I can't unless they amend the CBA and change – the, the, the floor to the cap and, and have a lower floor, what what can they do? I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but it seems it seems ridiculous. We know how amending the CBA goes. Um, that will happen. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll barter over Twitter. So we'll oh, all I was going it. to say, it'll, it'll happen three hours before training camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, like last time. Oh, camp's starting tomorrow. We're looking great. Nah, hold on a second. Yeah. Just Chikai. <laughs> so I think if Riley doesn't get his $250,000 from BC, I think that solves the entire <laughs> league's problem. <laughs> well, at least BC. <laughs> well, that only they still need to find another 350k to cut. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> because you got to think that yeah, you only want to spend to the floor but Guys that have contracts through this season, that's going to handcuff. Wait, th- th- how many teams does that handcuff? Yeah. Now you're cutting guys that you would never thought to cut, but because you arbitrarily want to go to the floor, like get out of here with this idea. I get it, but it's not going to work. It's eerie how this off season is all of a sudden just like any other off season in the way that oh. we're waiting for. Uh, free agency, we're waiting for the draft. It, it's like it's not different than any other thing, and we're all just waiting for this vaccine, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't seem like there's going to be football until Labor Day 2021. If we're lucky. Damn it. You know me, always, always optimist. Somehow we have found things to talk about. <laughs> I, I don't get it either. <laughs> Uh, that does it for our quick update today. We'll be back in a couple weeks, and we'll we'll come up with something. I might I might be home by the time we record. Look at that. Mate, well, depends on when we record. I don't know our schedule. You just text me and say, "Can you record?" <laughs> December sixteenth, because I do not want to record on my birthday. <laughs> Selfish. <laughs> 
Hey, my boss is taking me out for uh, chicken that day. Popeyes? Yes. Social, socially distanced, of course. Well, he might just bring the Popeyes back. That's, That's probably fair. what's going to happen. Fried chicken actually travels well. It does, and it's great cold as well. So then, it KFC catered my parents' wedding, so I, I know all about you, transporting fried chicken. How, how how many how much leftovers did you have? Not a lot because everybody got wasted and ate it cold at two a.m. <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, and I was. This would have been tw- two thousand one, so I wasn't even old enough to drink yet. But I that's, still ate cold chicken because I'm like, well, I don't think I got a lot of other options right now. That's almost worth getting married to have Again? that. Su- <laughs> well, like you guys never did throw a, you guys never did have a reception or anything. I'm just saying. We sort of thought about getting married and then, you know, in a year having a reception or something like that. And five years is coming up in February and there's still been <laughs> no reception. I never even got you a gift because I was so mad that you guys eloped. But if if Ty would bankroll it, then uh, there will be a reception. Well, like how big's the guest list? I don't know. <laughs> we need fifteen hundred pieces of chicken. How many people does that feed? Four, five. <laughs> <laughs> well, think think about how much we ate in junior high and high school, dude. Yeah, that's true. Everyone would eat at least 50 wings from 7-Eleven every wrestling pay-per-view. Your poor mother. Yeah. She put up with a lot. (laughs) She still does. She lives with your father. (laughs) This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your energy from. And Park Power is not one of those giant conglomerates that doesn't have a face. You know who the owner is. He's rocking that bow tie, Chris Kozowski. If you choose Park Power, your money stays right here in Alberta. Plus, uh, they share those uh, profits with uh, uh, not-for-profits that are working to make a difference in their communities. Shopping local is very important to Chris Kozowski, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. Learn more at parkpower.ca. I do want to mention, Ty, uh, the Eat More mm-hmm. Barbecue podcast, a part of the Alberta Podcast Network. They mm-hmm. had a Calgary Stampeders legend on uh, their latest episode, Tony Spalatini of Spalumbos. And oh, no. I have to tell you, you I crushed one of were their you in tears? Were you in tears? <laughs> that guy's a legend. Well, I, I, I took one look at your sub at Grey Cup, and I was so <laughs> hungover it made me sick. But I know it was so good. I crushed one of the Spalumbos meatball subs, and I still think about it today. I, I still think about it. So that man, <laughs> Tony Spalatini, he deserves a hug. And once COVID's over and we both get the thing in our arm, I'm going to give that man a hug and go buy a ton of meatball subs from Spalumbos. But Ryan from Eat More Barbecue talked to him. So shout out <laughs> to him for making that happen. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what controversy is going to happen with this Timbit ruling? Ties being a jackass. Uh, we, we can cook. We can cook something up. 
Oh, okay. yeah. I'm only being a jackass because your lawyer is all over me. It's all up in my grill. <laughs> Which, by Twitter. the way, is not me. It, it is you. It's so not it, me. <laughs> I've also confirmed it's not Ryan. Okay. It's not Ryan from right. Horseman Radio either. No, I don't know who it is. All right. Good luck figuring somebody, it out. My next guess is Mike. <laughs> Mike Superfan? Yeah. Interesting guess. <laughs> I, I think, I, well, you, you got to think, somebody that's like really smart and quick-witted, because he makes fun of me real subtly all the time when we meet up, <laughs> and like I don't catch it at first. Right. And it's like 10 seconds later, I'm like, hey, that wasn't, that wasn't nice. <laughs> So that's, that's that's my next thought. The next suspect is Mike from uh, the Turf District podcast, also mm-hmm. a part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Some great see, see shows. How I worked that in there. Another eight, yeah, another APN. Yeah, look at that. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. I's a pro. <laughs> wow. Well, well, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Stay safe, okay? I'll try. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.